Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, to another episode of Shalom Adosh from Soshim Yom. Today is the 24th day in our quest to learning all about the holiday of Purim, and we are going to start right now with a quick Megillah idea, and the idea goes as follows. Now we are in Megillah, Perik Bays, and you hear about Mordechai, this is by me, Mahay, Mordechai, Yoshev, Melech. So Mordechai is sitting in the king's gate. I'm Katsaf, Big David Teresh, and he hears about Big David Teresh, um, two of the king's chamberlains talking about this big plan that they have to, to murder the king. And so Machazal say that Mordechai understood it because he was on the Sanhedrin, he understood many languages. And so he transmitted this information to Esther. And the Ashlich writes the following. The Ashlich writes, Mordechai wanted Esther to receive the credit and therefore told her about it instead of going straight to the king. Esther, in turn, gave credit to Mordechai, all of which ultimately led to the salvation of the Jews. This teaches us that when we look out for each other, instead of focusing on our own needs, we welcome the divine blessing. You know, what the Ashlich says is very true, which is that every time it says, it says, anybody, I can't really give an exact source for it because um, I'm not that knowledgeable in that area, but anybody who chases covet, it'll start, it, um, it'll it'll run away from them. Anyone who runs away from covet, it'll chase them. So anybody who likes to be very humble, and not that this obviously shouldn't be your motivation, but if you're a humble, well-rounded person who gives credit to everybody else, the credit's ultimately going to find you. Again, not that that should motivate you um, in any way. Um, that that should be your motivation to be a humble person. But it just shows the reward that Hashem has in store for people who live the right way. So we are now starting in Mishnah's Megillah, Perak Dalet, the final chapter in Mishnah's Megillah, Mishnah Aleph, starting right now. Hakoriyas Megillah Omed V'yoshif. You can read the Megillah either standing or sitting. So this chapter is going to talk, it's a very important chapter in just general course of halacha. It's going to talk about, this first Mishnah is going to talk about uh, the halachas of reading the Megillah, and then the rest are going to talk about some very important Hilchas Tefillah laws, some laws about reading the Torah, um, some very important laws we're going to go over in this final chapter. Either if one person reads it, which we know is done in most shuls, or if two people read it harmoniously, then then either way, um, you fulfill your obligation. A place where they have where they have a minhag, where where they have a tradition to make a bracha. You make a bracha. If you don't have a tradition to make a bracha, you don't make a bracha. So obviously this isn't talk this isn't talking about any bracha at all. Because as Vadi Burton explains, every place makes the bracha Al Mikra Megillah, Visha Asanisim, Everyone makes those three brachas. However, there's an additional bracha, the bracha of Harav S. Rivenu. Thank you, Hashem, who fights our fights, which is a bracha that not everybody says over the Megillah. Now we're transitioning over to the laws of Torah. So in the day in the days of the Mishnah, they used to have three readers for the Torah. So we have three aliyahs, but that stems from how they used to have three aliyahs to re- um three people reading each of the individual three aliyahs, not just three people getting getting different um, reading reading the the blessings on the Torah, reading the brachas on the Torah, but what they did is because now because um it it started to become that not everybody was so was so knowledgeable in knowing how to read the how to read the Torah correctly, they decided to just relegate it to one person and just have these three people make the brach on the Torah and then also to read it quietly to themselves. Karin Shalosha. You ha- um you can have you can have three people you can have three people read in and you can have more you can have less as in 
now we know also Aliyah's Vein Maftir and Benavi, and there's no and there's no Navi. Um, that, that's right afterwards. There's no Haftarah. And so what's the reason for both of these things? So Chazal understood Monday and Thursdays. They understood that people got to get to work. And so as, lo- as not to, to draw the tefillah and to make it long, they had the sensitivity in order to shorten it. And for, for the reason why why they had this on Shabbos Mincha is because if it was if uh, it was delayed until until right after right after nighttime, people are gonna need to um, get back to their get back to their house. And Chazal again was sensitive about that. If somebody starts with the Torah, they say the and then the person with the last the person with the last aliyah again. This is not lamaisa. This is not supposed to be interpreted practically. But the person who who the last person who reads from the Torah, he says However, explains. Explains Zalno, explains Ravadi Bartino. He says, after the times of Mishnah became common for people to arrive in Shul after the Torah had, had reading had begun or leave before it had ended. The Chachamim were concerned that such people not having heard both brachas because, because again, there were only benchmarks at the beginning of the Torah reading and at the end. So if you left either, if you either came late or left early, then you wouldn't hear both of them. Would mistakenly assume that Torah can be read without one or two, one or one, without one or the other of the blessing. For this reason, it became the practice of every person who was called up to the Torah to recite both brachas, the opening bracha before his own section and the closing bracha after it. And that's where we get the source for everybody who gets Leah to say both brachas. And I hope that you are excited because we're now one day closer to the holiday for him. Have a wonderful day.